Whoa, 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 a lot to talk about after Syracuse's 62-24 trouncing over Albany, And to do that, I bring in Cameron Ezer. I'm Brian Klein. Cameron, we were both in the Dome. This one was bonkers, and it was bonkers because of Sean Tucker. Five touchdowns, over 200 all-purpose yards. And I preface it with that because, yeah, you got to talk about his rushing yards. How about him on the reception end? A career-best day for him. And it wasn't just Sean Tucker and his ability to move upfield. It's also a guy that can run through tackles like the best of them. Someone that after, for his yards after uh, a carry and a catch are so phenomenal. I mean, if it wasn't for a few penalties, Sean Tucker could have had over 250 yards receiving. Well, Tucker ended up having, even with the penalties, and we'll get to that, he ended up having five touchdowns, four on the ground, one in the air, just short of Jim Brown's running back record for Syracuse with six in 1956. And we're not going to go down the 44 rabbit hole, but it does pose the question, hey, if he's doing Jim Brown things... Maybe he might as well just have Jim Brown's number. Now, he solidified himself as RB1, and that's something that we really couldn't say when he was coming up in the Syracuse program. Got that opportunity in 2020. So if you want to talk about a guy that's an underdog, gets that opportunity, takes it, you could say, yeah, he has the talent to wear number 44. I would have loved to see him go for that Jim Brown record. I don't know about you, Brad, but something in me said, you know, he has one more uh, drive in the third quarter. If he can get that sixth touchdown, that would mean so much to this program because it seems like, you know, Sean Tucker is almost revitalizing or even revering himself as a guy that can lead this program to some kind of success when there's been so many pitfalls in the last couple of years. Either way, he ends up with 235 all-purpose yards, five touchdowns. Wow. Unbelievable career day for Sean Tucker. Granted, it was against an FCS opponent in Albany. The Orange have never lost to an FCS opponent, and they were not about to lose today. With Cameron there on Brank Line. This is Fizz Final breaking down Syracuse's 62 to 24 win domination over U Albany. And we've documented it. Sean Tucker good at football. We knew that. The question going into this season, and the question that Dino Babers thought we were going to have answered after this game was who's the quarterback? And if you ask me, there was no progress here because both quarterbacks played pretty well. Nothing really that you can say, well, this quarterback over that quarterback, clearly both threw interceptions, both had really long touchdowns. The only difference is that Garrett Schrader showed a little bit on the ground, but he played more. Yeah, I mean, when Tommy DeVito went down in the first quarter, I think everyone went, uh-oh, we have a lot of what happened last year. And then in this game, like I said, he went down, everyone has that reaction to it. And the thought is, at least Garrett Schrader backs him up, and maybe Schrader can show something that will prove that he should be the starter the rest of the year. Brad, you're, you're right. This did nothing. And in the postgame presser, Dino Baber said exactly what all of us expected him to say after this game, barring the results. We got two pretty good guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Thanks, I— Dino. I don't think I was expecting anything else. Yeah, both of them had very similar statistics. Uh, the the inconsistencies were there for Tommy DeVito as they've always been. And then Garrett Schrader just proved that he's a better mobile guy. But guess what? We, we knew, knew that, that when yeah. he transferred here. So, yeah, I, I have no clue 
at all. I think it's going to be a two-quarterback system at Liberty, and I don't know if that'll change going forward. So the way I feel is a lot of people, especially a lot of Fizz Nation, at this point, they want to see Garrett Schrader. And to psychoanalyze Fizz Nation, I don't think they want to see Garrett Schrader specifically because they want to see Garrett Schrader. They just want to see one guy, right? Well, I, I just think that they don't, at times, don't want to see Tommy DeVito because we've already seen right. enough and Tommy seen DeVito to seen know. Him. Okay, so this might help you and, and might help you sleep tonight, might help Fizz Nation sleep tonight. Talk to Garrett Schrader after the game. And he told me that he felt very rusty uh, with this game. Now... Weird thing to say, because he played all of camp, and he played the first two games. Granted, against Ohio, didn't play much, but he got some significant run against Rutgers. This was the first time that he got legitimate two-quarterback system value run, where he played as much or more than Tommy DeVito. So this is really, in his opinion, his first real game. And real game against an FCS team might be a weird thing to say, but he felt rusty in the pocket, dropping back, surveying the field. And yet he was able to perform pretty well while Rusty, 11 for 15, 190 yards, touchdown, yes, an interception, but he added over 40 yards on the ground and he had two touchdowns on the ground. And I think this is a little glimpse of what Garrett Schrader could be. Again, it is against an FCS team. But if he feels Rusty doing that, basically what we agree is Matching Tommy DeVito, what does that say? Well, earlier in the week, Garrett Schrader said that, you know, he's felt rusty in this system because in the past three years, he'd have he's had to learn three different schemes. And coming over from Mississippi State, it's a guy that he has a lot of confidence in his abilities. I, I think that, obviously, I, I don't want to dive deep into, into Garrett Schrader's head, but it's someone that expects a lot of himself. And in this game, he was okay. He had that interception that pretty much was going right into the hands of Larry Walker Jr. What I learned from Garrett Schrader saying, I'm a bit rusty, is this is either a two-quarterback system going forward because both quarterbacks don't really feel the most confident in their ability to start every single game moving forward, or it tells me that Garrett Schrader needs more games to learn the offense and Tommy DeVito is going to be the guy going forward. I don't know. I asked him about that, and he said that he's very confident in the offense. He knows it backwards and forwards, and in camp he was questioning the play calls at times, needed to check back with Sterling Gilbert, even with Tommy DeVito at times. That's no longer the issue. The issue is his feel on the field groove. Am I a little rusty? That's the issue. And now, after having a game where he felt rusty, I don't anticipate that being an issue anymore. How are you rusty two straight weeks? He finally got some run. Now against Liberty, Friday Night Lights. Is Garrett Trader going to get a lot of time? I don't know. Will he perform well when he's on the field? That, I think, is going to be the biggest question. Now that Garrett Schrader has finally evened the playing field, now we can actually start to evaluate him. But can we say that he's really evened the playing field? Didn't have his top receiver in Taj Harris. Neither did DeVito. True. Was, I don't know if he proved so much to say, this is your guy moving forward. He ran a lot against an FCS defense that's not good at stopping the run. But but I, he had a very equitable equitable performance to Tommy DeVito, and there are so many compounding variables with Garrett Schrader that limit him and stunt his growth in this offense. And 
It's frustrating for Fizz Nation. So many compounding variables that keep Tommy DeVito on the field. That is no longer the case, if you, if you ask me. I think the whole time it's been, well, DeVito's more experienced. Well, DeVito knows the system. No. Now that Garrett Schrader is telling me, hey, I feel confident. I feel comfortable. I was rusty. And this is me speaking now. I don't think I'm going to see Garrett Schrader rusty again. So, so are you saying that Dino Babers will go exclusively with one quarterback against Liberty? No. I think it's going to be a two-quarterback system. But I think that Dino thinks the litmus test is Liberty. So, uh, let's say it is. Are you confident that Garrett Schrader can do enough? Or do you just lack confidence in Tommy DeVito and what no, he's been able to I'm not saying that Garrett Schrader is going to win the job or he's not. I'm saying we're finally in a position to make a fair comparison between the two. Wasn't fair in camp. Tommy DeVito knew the offense. This is his third system in three years for Garrett Schrader. Now it's getting to be a little bit more fair. Right, but in a game against Liberty, it's still non-conference. Of course, it's a it's a Liberty res- no, whooped Syracuse right. last year. I'm saying it's still non-conference, still a very respectable opponent, and Liberty is probably favored to win in this game. Let's say that you know you mention Liberty's going to be the litmus test moving forward for a sole quarterback, one guy moving forward. Do you have the confidence in a guy that said, ah, you know, I felt a little rusty against an FCS team. Let's say he wins the spot at Liberty. Now you have to go straight into ACC play. I would need that rustiness. That's the point. I would need That's that... why Syracuse paid Albany $300,000 to make the trip down I-90, right? To get the rust out. Garrett Schrader felt rusty. Felt. Past tense. Played a game against Albany. Now he's feeling a little bit more confident. How could you not, after being rusty and going for nearly 200 yards and having three touchdowns for just the third time in his career? That is the point of playing an FCS team. Garrett Schrader is just reaping the benefits. Yes, Liberty is going to be a big game. How do you feel confident in him after Liberty to the ACC? That's the point of the FCS. Get ready for the ACC. I just I know that you know FCS versus FBS is is pretty much a glorified scrimmage, and I just would have liked to see a little more of you know a uh, a little more of this is gonna because of this game. This is what's gonna happen moving forward. I Hold feel on. like this game. You actually nothing. wanted Dino Babers to make an ACC quarterback decision. Based on an FCS game, I I wanted Dino Babers to be a little more, uh, you know, a little more decisive post game to say, okay, Garrett Schrader played more snaps, he looked a little better. I have more confidence in him. I learned nothing from this game except that Syracuse is good enough to beat an FCS team, and that this defense is really good against any opponent. That's all I learned. I don't think I learned anything that I wanted to learn going into this game. It just seemed like a scrimmage to me. I almost agree with you. Almost. I learned after the game that Garrett Schrader is no longer rusty, and that is allowing me to learn for Liberty. That's the way I feel. Cameron Ezer, Brad Klein with you on Fizz Final, breaking down Syracuse's whooping of, of Albany, right? And Garrett Schrader was a big part of that. You mentioned the defense was a big part of that, too. Cody Roscoe still on the show. Three sacks for the McNeese State transfer Unbelievable showing. Only six SU players have ever sacked more quarterbacks in a single game than Cody Roscoe did today. Six. Yeah, so what this proved, and I talk about uh, something that I wanted to learn coming into this game. The defense is as phenomenal as I thought it would be. 
You gotta play the team that's on your schedule. By the way, just uh, clear things up. 24 points, a very loose number. Tommy DeVito threw a pick six off the fingertips of Trevor Pena. Pena's fall. That's seven points right there. And at the end, yeah, you had some backups in there, Syracuse, and that's a bad litmus test as to how good the 3-3-5 is. It's really good. If you ask me what the legitimate number of points they allowed is, I'm thinking like three. It was three. Yeah. The, the defense pretty much allowed three points, and what Cody Roscoe showed me is how deep this defense is. Oh, yeah. Both Cody Roscoe, we're not even talking about Adrian Cole, who stepped in for Garrett Williams. I, I understand it's against an FCS team, but at least he got some run, and I saw something out of Adrian Cole that I wouldn't have seen if Garrett Williams would have played every snap because you don't know how much of Cole you're going to get. It's the same okay, with Roscoe. Okay, okay. So Adrian Cole, interesting case, right? So he's a, a fine backup cornerback. Keyword there, backup, right? I talked about the depth of this team. Yeah, depth is important, right? But how confident do you actually feel in Adrian Cole after this game compared to after the Rutgers game. He played two quarters against Rutgers, and I think you're going to learn more against Rutgers in only two quarters than four quarters, three and a half, whatever he played, against Albany. I agree, but what I saw from Adrian Cole, and I mentioned about how deep this defense is, is, you know, Garrett Williams is going to play most of the snaps. Dino Baber said Garrett Williams is a is a He's go. the best player on the team. Right. Garrett Williams is a go for Liberty. What I learned is not that Garrett Williams is expendable because he's not at all. Adrian Cole isn't yeah. as good as Garrett Williams. What I learned is that Adrian Cole can be slotted in any position in the defense. At least he's got some good run, and I'm at least confident in his ability to play in real-time competition. Adrian Cole may be anchoring the Syracuse defense that was darn good in a 24, loose 24 showing point showing against Albany. 62-24 was the final over Albany. Still one more thing to get to here with Cameron Uzera and Brian Klein. Andre Schmidt. How about him? I mean, Andre Schmidt. We knew he was really good. There's not much to debate here, but man, overtaking Cole Murphy for sole possession of the program's all-time field goal record uh, that's something else. If nothing else, Syracuse knows they have a darn good kicker going into the meat of their schedule. Yeah, it's a guy in Andre Schmidt that, that just keeps proving how good he is. And you could say, those were two easy field goals. It, it, come on, it, it's a... It, He's a good kicker. It's not a, It's not about those two field goals. It's a, it's a career mark. Right. So. What I'm talking about is this guy has been consistent and there for Syracuse throughout the entirety of his career. And what I've learned from Andre Schmidt is when it comes to consistency, he's the epitome of it. And when it comes to consistency, Syracuse really doesn't hold a lot of that. So Schmidt really did something for this team. He's done it his entire Syracuse career. This is one guy that SU can look back on and say – yeah, we did this right. We got a great kicker. Yeah, Dino Babers, even in the press conference, took credit for it. And go ahead, why not? Do He's it. the one who awarded Andre Schmidt with the scholarship, and rightfully so. He has been absolutely fantastic. That'll do it, though, for this edition of Fizz Final. Syracuse spanks Albany. 62-24 to is the final. Go check out our recap on orangefizz.net. And keep it locked to our Twitter all week long for updates on our staff's take on where Syracuse is right now at Orange Fizz. We'll see you next time.